Hey, you. Hey, you. So I want to talk about self-care, specifically hashtag self-care, which is different. That's what I really want to focus on is that is that difference. Oh, yeah. it's And it's different in, in a lot of ways. And I think there are so many things we could talk about versus, you know, hashtag self-care versus self-care, the performance of self-care versus self-care, the rebranding of the diet and beauty industries into wellness. But I think specifically what we want to talk about today, because there are so many things to talk about, is we've decided to talk specifically about the commodification of the wellness industry. Yes, the, specifically, yeah, the, the monetization of self-care and everything around that. So when I say, you know, hashtag self-care, what I mean is the marketing, the branding, the pushing of products that create this socioeconomic barrier to self-care that is artificial. It does not exist. It's been put in place there to put this gate between, you know, the haves and the have-nots. Um, as, as though self-care is something that you have to that you can buy that will solve solve problems for you. And only if you have so much money can you afford it. And if you don't, then you can't. And that's a toxic way to go through life, feeling that you're disconnected from that, but also pushing that kind of agenda. Um, and so yeah, I think we should talk about specifically what we mean when we say hashtag self-care and then what what self-care is actually and how it what it should be and then kind of just take a look at the disconnect because there's definitely disconnect so the primary difference i think between uh hashtag self-care and you know actual self-care is that hashtag self-care when we talk about it we're talking about it now is the performance of self-care and it's uh an outward appearance of wellness and engaging in wellness trends wherein the ultimate wellness consumer is a beautiful white uh cis hetero able-bodied uh mm-hmm. woman frankly and and typically from like an upper class background especially based on if you click on any of these posts or see these ads and look at the price tag of what most of these people are wearing or products are talking about that would be an assumption you would easily be able to make absolutely yeah and being that it's commodified now wellness is like such a commodified industry the global wellness industry being worth 4.2 trillion dollars yeah that's that trillion can we just just make sure to put a yeah emphasis on the trillion uh, absurd so 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 the global wellness institute is a nonprofit research center has identified 10 sectors in this 4.2 trillion dollars which is healthy eating nutrition and weight loss as well as fitness preventative medicine the spa Mm -hmm. industry and others so not to put too fine a point on it Mm -hmm. it is a rebranding of the diet fitness supplement and beauty industries that's 100 percent, and also a thinly veiled absolutely like like not even that far to the right or left of that exact industry for real and the problem is when you start uh looking at beauty and uh looking good as being markers of health like right. that's a problem when beauty and health start getting conflated. Very much so. And also when um, when you start looking at uh, when when caring for yourself becomes 
um, not an inside job, but for, for the betterment of others. You're, you oh, want to look absolutely. good outwardly. It has nothing to do with personal self-care and what I think most people are trying to achieve through self-care. I don't think yeah. most people, when they go, you know, I'm having a hashtag self-care Sunday. I don't think people who are thinking about real self-care are thinking about Instagram posts or outfits or hairstyles no. or that sort of no. thing. And when we talk about self-care, we're not either. That's not what that's not what true self-care is. Um, but that's what these industries are pushing. And that's what these kinds of marketing and media um, uh, people are trying to get you to buy into literally. The, the, not just buy Absolutely. into their messaging, but buy, buy, buy their products to solve uh, any real. number of your problems. Um, and I, I'm not going to, you know, call out any specific at the, in this particular example, um, cause we have no problem naming, but in this particular example, you know, I just went to uh, an online shop that I often go to and it's, it's not a, a wellness shop, but they do have a section called self-care and out of curiosity in preparation for this episode, I clicked on it cause I don't normally, um, and under self-care, it's a whole separate landing page off of this website, which again is not a health or wellness website. Um, under self-care is listed skin care, cosmetics, uh, sun care, bath and body. Um, and one of its feature products is a $51 uh, three and a half ounce glass jar of vitamin C facial mask with pink salt. Now, wow. yeah, <laughs> um, to me, <laughs> that's, that's excessive. But also when I think of self-care, taking care of myself at the basic core of who I am, I'm not thinking face masks, and I'm definitely not thinking $50 for something to put on my face and then wash off my face. Oh, for sure. For sure. But that's what these, that was, that was the first item that popped up. I didn't click anywhere or do anything. That was heading self-care. And that was the first product that showed up right there. And and, I mean, when you start having self-care products, wellness products that are, as you said, thinly veiled beauty products, (laughs) Yeah, wellness and self-care then becomes when you start performing it outwardly is Mm. it's just a gentler shade of body hatred fat phobia uh, you know and and all of these different things that that you're trying so hard in your normal lives to combat against like everybody knows that those things are just terrible things but for some reason when you assign it to this arbitrary concept of health, where you yeah. started equating beauty, thin, able-bodied, you know, a heterosexual, a cisgender as being well, that's a problem. Yeah, and I think it, it becomes even more uh, toxic and dangerous when, especially what we've been seeing lately, I think, in, in 2020 more so than any other year and perhaps justifiably because everyone's been under so much stress, but specifically looking at uh, self-care and products of the like being specifically marketed to people who are, de- who are dealing with mental health and wellness issues, things like anxiety and other, and other mental health issues. Um, and these products are being pushed towards that industry. And I mean, this year, more than any other year, people are feeling additional amounts of you know, stress, anxiety, and suffering related to that. And, you know, the marketplace seems to be more than happy to throw products at these issues when these are not issues that can be solved with products. There, no. There's no thing you can buy. No. There's no dollar figure that will solve these problems for you. And it becomes dangerous when, if you're in that, posi- if you're in a position of feeling hopeless or helpless, um, stressed or anxious, 
uh, and you buy something that's marketed to you to solve that problem. How does that make you feel after you've either used that product or, you know, depending on what it is, interacted with it whatever way. And after that, or after however long you've done it, you still don't feel better. And then that exacerbates those feelings. Um, And that's, I mean, that's on the the darker end of of the, you know, the things that this kind of marketing can do. Uh, But I mean, to, to your point, as a thinly veiled version of the diet industry, I mean, eating disorders that came out of that industry Absolutely. Um, and it and was exacerbated by that industry, I should say. Um, For real. And so these, these are not big leaps we're making here to say, you know. No, a healthy lifestyle should not be a complicated consumer driven like nightmare. Mm-mm. It should be achievable through a internal self-reflection. Yes. Uh, responsibility about areas in your life and frankly public policy yes. to help you achieve things like being able to walk places easier being able to like uh, enjoy the outdoors with friends a little easier you know like and, and do these sustainable things that build a sense of community and a sense of mental well-being but you know what public policy and self-reflection are not sexy they're no. not they're, They're not sexy and like no. you can't charge money for them because you can't paint it a light beigey pink. Exactly. That's it. And it, you can't put it on Instagram on a backdrop of a beautiful landscape at a getaway retreat somewhere remote. And these are things you're seeing a lot more now too, especially with COVID showing people, you know, taking these elaborate getaways to remote locations. Oh yeah. Wellness getaways. Exactly. Where they're saying, you know, oh, you know, $10,000, you can spend a week in silence in our wellness retreat. And you're like, I'd like to spend a day in silence in my own house, but I can't accomplish that right now. Yeah. And I I don't think paying you $10,000 is going to make that better. Uh, or whatever ridiculous. I'm. That's not based on an example I've researched, though. From what I have heard, it's not far off, uh, depending where you are in the country. But here, and that's the other frustrating thing that you know from talking to, from the research we've done and talking, of course. One of the stats that I saw, which was frustrating, and what really brought it the idea to talk about this home for me as well, um, is because you know, at 2020, everyone is dealing with this this extra stress, and you know, it's exacerbated by various things, but it's coming from all angles. And this year, more than ever, people are looking for those self care uh, moments. Uh, and one of the things I saw in reach in research was that millennials shell out twice as much on self care uh, compared to their boomer parents, but yeah. yet the health outcomes haven't necessarily improved. And, and I that's think, another problem, right? Like yeah, since when sad- does health and mental health and wellness, like now it's the responsibility of the individuals. And if you can't afford it, well, it sucks right. to be you. Right. And, but, and, the, and the sad thing too, is that if they're spending twice as much, it means they're likely feeling either the pressure that they have to, or they've bought in and they're just going along with the trend or they are that much more filled with depression and anxiety and they're seeking out self-help and self-care and yeah. they're seeing it, they're fi- the marketing they're finding is, well, buy this product, this will help you solve that problem. And they're searching for solutions uh, and spending tons of money and they're getting no, no solutions. They're not finding anything is better. They're in fact as stressed or anxious, if not more than yeah. generations that didn't yeah. have uh, self-care as part of being in our society the way it is it's so synonymous me saying self-care is not um out out of the norm like it's very part of the current dialogue always uh and has been i think it's kind of 
really started ramping up around four years ago from the research I did. For sure. And I, I feel like the fact that wellness has become conflated with a socioeconomic status is is super problematic. Yeah, and it, and it it really is that economic divide. And, you know, again, in 2020, we're seeing a greater economic divide. People who previously didn't have, you know, were financially maybe in a good place aren't anymore. Um, and it's those people who really do, you know, need to take care of themselves that, you know, they're in a, a tougher situation than they maybe were before. Or they have sick family or relatives or they're sick themselves, you know, throwing money at a problem like that isn't isn't going to help you know there's there's different ways to practice self-care i feel so strongly that uh, we all should be incredibly skeptical of yes. this but like this is as you said ali before we got on the call today this is a snake oil industry 100 like, is it is dangerous and insidious it is not just this little like impulse buy thing of like, hey, let's like, let's, you know, buy this little freaking jade roller to like, yeah, on my skin or whatever. It's not just that it's, it's supplements that are not approved by any federal agency for, mm-hmm. for becoming in for transforming your body into something that is more societally acceptable as smaller or more or whatever like thinner and yeah and 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 bleaching creams and fairness creams to become whiter Mm -hmm. and reducing oh my god i can't like i can't deal with this whole pore reduction thing like i'm oh like i had no idea that my pores were a problem until right. i saw a whole bunch of things <laughs> to make them smaller i'm like i it did not occur to me that pore size should be an issue but exactly I'm and I, did, I also wasn't know. aware that i needed to spend four hundred dollars to re- reduce the size of them exactly um, and exactly. then the problem would be solved yes these are the kinds of things you see. And I was funny. I was, when I was doing some research for this, I came across a, an article in the onion. So of course, if you aren't familiar with the onion, this is, you know, not a, not a legitimate article. It is an interesting look at this um, situation from a, 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 a lighter look, I guess, uh, but essentially uh, the, the headline was uh, weighted blanket sure to succeed where CBD salt lamp, oil diffuser, acupressure, mat, bath bombs, oh. and white noise machine have failed in the past. I saw that. I loved it. Yeah, that was the, that was the headline. And it really is, it caught my attention mostly because I've been seeing and hearing about these weighted blankets for what feels like a year, uh, yeah. now. And, yeah. that, and that's kind of where, that's kind of where the, the marketing that could be like, you might want to buy this comes into play in, in a very dangerous way because, those are specifically marketed as a way to get a restful night's sleep. Meaning if you're so stressed out and anxious that you can't fall asleep at night, oh, just get this yeah. heavy blanket that costs a couple hundred bucks yeah. and you'll be able to sleep yeah. at night. It's like you've addressed none of the problems, none of the reasons as to why you're having trouble sleeping. And if you think that spending a bunch of money on a very heavy blanket that you're just going to have to store later is going to solve all, the, all of the problems that are keeping you awake, there's no way. But that that's how they're choosing to market. It's not just, you know, sure. a, a blanket to have. It's a blanket that will solve a problem. For and you. that's and the thing. There are so many problems. There oh are so many huge, overwhelming problems. So if there is a product that can that that allows you some control in this sea of bullshit 
then yeah. of course you're gonna buy it. It sounds amazing. Oh, of course, sounds amazing. That yeah. like all the stress I feel about all of the social and racial and economic injustices that exist in the world. You know what? Like a hundred bucks on a weighted blanket, maybe that's yep. gonna help me feel a little bit better. Exactly. <laughs> and it and if if it would if it stopped and started there. Yeah, of, I'm gonna buy this and maybe it'll make me feel better, and then I you know, maybe use it for a while, and I don't. Yeah, it it would be one thing if it wasn't. Then okay, what's the next thing? Because marketing never stops. If this no. item's going well, it's what. No. So this went well. Why did it go well? And let's dig into that. I think I don't I don't know if you've thought about this in this perspective. So you know, I'll speak for myself in this case. But part of the reason we, for me, wanting to do the podcast, um, and the reason you know it's called these particular women. Um, and the reason we do as much research as we do about the things we talk about is because uh, I have a, an inherent distrust of information. Uh, I mean, I have an inherent distrust in people, but I have an inherent distrust in the things I'm reading and consuming only because I've seen generations of women before me fall into these diet things. Yes. And these, these just whatever it says on the magazine on the rack, well, that must be the thing to do. And, and I've yeah. always looked at that as absolutely not. Who are these people that are telling you this? Where did this idea come from? What does this product cost? Where is the cost coming from? I've always been taught to question these things because I've seen the media getting things over on people for so long. And it all this information, it, you know, I'm not special by any sense of having noticed that. I'm sure many people have noticed that. Um, but it has very much affected the way I take in news and information. So marketing on any product. I'm, in, again, inherently distrustful of these things like this blanket will help you sleep better. Will it though? I mean, and maybe yeah. it will. But my first question is always, will it though? Why? Maybe I hadn't noticed I wasn't sleeping well. I see this blanket and it says, oh, this blanket will help you sleep better. And I go, huh, I could always sleep better. Even if I'm not not sleeping well, like maybe I yeah. maybe things are fine. But when they put things in front of you as a way to solve a problem, then you start going, well, maybe yeah. I mean, I wanna I wanna practice self care, and yeah. you know you know this individual in some you know beautiful backdrop has suggested that this is like the thing to do right now to to deal with all the stress and anxiety in the world around us. Um, then maybe you know why not? And but I can I can see how people would would think that like I can see how an, your average consumer would think that um and that's why the marketing is is successful it's what stops me from trying any of these products um and yeah. you mentioned like jade rollers earlier like last summer that's what every like, every person I know was like oh well, you have to get a jade roller and I was like oh, oh yeah what? and they were like oh it's fantastic for your skin and I was like but what does it do are you just yeah. telling me to rub a stone on my face you know I'm more than happy to listen to an argument as you know sure. because you and I talk all the time but I mean it has to hold water like you sure. got to give me some reason I'm going to listen to this or, you know, or buy into this. I, I understand looking for, you know, it's part of you know, the looking for love in all the wrong places. We've all been there. Um, yeah. That's another episode. But it's one of those, it's one of those things where, you know, you just, sometimes you just want a solution so badly and you, maybe you've tried all the things you can think of, or, you know, there's other things that you've wanted to try, but they're out of your, out of your reach. It's either at this time or where you are or whatever the reason is. And, you know, you can just drive down to, the closest store pick up you know again like a blanket or whatever or e maybe it's maybe it's even worse than that is that you know you're on social media all day on instagram and you know one of the quotes from one of the articles we read and it said you know you're seeing quote beautiful people on far-flung yoga retreats doing handstands and sipping special teas and it makes you you know feel a certain way like that like if, if you want to feel that good those are the things you have to do 
And if you yeah. can't go to those far flung places, you could you could spend thirty dollars on a couple cups of tea. Maybe that yeah. will help. Um, yeah. And you know, if you if you want to do that, do that. But the the troubling part is that you didn't maybe think you had a problem beforehand, but now Instagram is telling you that it, you know today it's hashtag self care Sunday. So your whole Instagram timeline is now yeah. people doing yeah. any number of those things, and a lot of them are influencers, and they're being paid to show you something specific they may or may not believe in. And a bunch of them are also probably just people who aren't influencers, but have been influenced by influencers. And so yeah. they're just taking their own photos using yeah. the products that have been pitched to them or that they've paid for or whatever matches their aesthetic. I'm not regretting anybody's right to, to make money or sell a product or whatever the situation is, but it's toxic marketing that you have to be careful of. And I think when we talk about this stuff, you know, for you guys who are listening, we always say be particular. And I don't know if we've ever explained why we say be particular. But yeah. the, 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 the particular part of everything is it comes from not just a particular perspective or point of view, which you and I have varied perspectives and varied uh, point of views. And that's what I think makes our conversation so great. But the particular part is it's that it's that extra level of due diligence. It's that extra level of just look beyond the photo. Yes. I mean, we all engage in social media. We're on the Internet now more than, more than ever um, because we're isolated. And if you see an influencer pushing a product, what we hope you kind of get from listening to us talk is that it's never as simple as, oh, I can buy that blanket yeah. and that'll solve the problem. It's yeah. never. And I, I wish it was too. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. We're not here to, you know, to find fault where there is none or to poke, poke holes in everything. The problem is that if you can poke holes in it, they, you, can, you can choose to ignore that or you can you know, look a little further. For example, I was doing research on this and I was looking at uh, a few articles. One of them said that the wellness industry in the United States is a $10 billion business. Yeah. And in that article, I didn't see a citation as to where that came from, but it was, it was hyperlinked. So I clicked on the link to get to the article where that figure came from because I wanted to know how did they like, what, how are they classifying this? Where's that monetization coming from across how many industries? So the first article I read was from a, a very reputable uh, newspaper, an online version of it. Mm -hmm. It linked to uh, another online publication from a different uh, place. They both quoted the same thing. And the, the source of it was someone's blog. Yeah. And even that source, that's just where the figure came from. Because it was the only place it wasn't hyperlinked. But it still didn't say where that number came from. So even that's partly why I said, you know, we have the uh, backup information to the worldwide number, which is 4.5 trillion, as Tree yeah. mentioned earlier at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And that's why, we, that's why we quoted that one to you. Because I'm not just going to quote off numbers and assume that the article I read is accurate. I want to know, if, that, if there is a number, I want to know where that number came from. For um, real? Then that's real. how I kind of look at it. And, and I know you and I, we're, we're both pretty, we scrutinize things pretty good. <laughs> for better or for worse. Like, we don't yes. want to be easy prey for... Yeah. And and I think it it comes from as you said it, there's a bit of a a natural cynicism, there's a bit of distrust, yes. and yes. and ultimately like I I am I'm an optimist, man. Me like, too. I really am. Like I I am someone who and I I know I know you are. Like I feel yeah. like that that's who we are as people. We want to believe in the best. I do believe that there are a lot of the social media influences that you talked about. Like, I, I feel like they genuinely feel like, yo, this is a, this is a good way for, for me to show my followers, like what yeah. cool, pretty trendy thing I'm using and I'm doing. Yeah. But to your point, they're social media influencers. Right. The point is for them to stay relevant. 
Yeah. The point is for them to stay trendy and talked about. And if they can talk about things like health and wellness, that is a whole lot more palatable than talking about being white and pretty. White and pretty and affluent, which is Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. The whole philosophy of this kind of economic uh, sense of, of wellness is that it is something that you have to pursue. And yes. it's something that you have to pursue outwardly because yeah. that outward appearance is what reflects your wellness on the inside. Yes, exactly. I, that's exactly it. I think you've stated it perfectly. It's It's this idea, taking the idea from what it's been perverted into, which is, you know, self-care and wellness is something that happens on the outside. And there's a candle for it, a pillow for it, a blanket for it, a book for it. There's that versus what it really is, which is it's something inside you. And as you said, and I think the most important part is it's something you have to work at. There's a reason you can't buy something to fix the problem is because it's an inside job and it's 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 a lifelong job. It doesn't matter what skincare you get. You're nope. never going to stop getting like slightly wrinkled as you age. doesn't yeah. matter what supplements you buy. You are going to be exhausted after a full day's work and you still have to make dinner after. That's right. It doesn't matter what your fucking weighted blanket is like. You're still going to have credit card debt to deal with in the morning. Yeah. Like, those are the things of self-care that you need to work on. You need to work on 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 making yourself comfortable financially, making yourself comfortable uh, in terms of work-life balance, in terms of your physical body and, and yes. uh, you know, strength and, and muscles and, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And those unsexy things yep. are what really taking care of yourself comes down to. Yeah. And, and, it, and all these industries, they didn't come up with all of this stuff. It's all based on, they've just taken what exists for self-care and made it terrible. For example, taking care of your body is very important. Making sure, sure that you that you that you stretch when you're young enough to be able to do it so that when you're older you can still roughly do it. The idea of taking care of yourself maintenance in the long term, it starts there. Where they make it an economic barrier is well, sure, you could just, you know, do yoga stretches in your living room, but I mean if, if you're not doing them at our studio in our $200 yoga pants, did you really even do anything? And if you if you could if you didn't look pretty enough while you're doing it to put on Instagram, does it really count? Yes. Right. Yes. So if you can't hashtag it, does it make a difference? And yeah. that's where I think disconnect comes from because the idea, the base idea of taking care of your body and yourself is very real and very important. That's the part, man. That yep. is the part because people who are marketing this shit, they know. Oh, they, yeah. How can you possibly? How can anyone possibly, in good faith? Say no, no, no. We should not care about women's health. No, no, exactly. no. We and that's that's what that's what they will say that you oh, are sure. claiming. You yeah. are claiming that you don't care about. If you care about women's health, then yeah. like, what is your problem? Let yeah. women feel healthy. Let women feel happy. Like, yes, absolutely, women should be healthy and happy. But yes. like, I'm sorry that I don't feel like that should come with a sixty dollar price tag for a yeah. fucking moisturizer. Yeah. And like you, yeah, you shouldn't have to, you know, be in a certain tax bracket to practice self care. Yeah. Um, by virtue of you being here, you can you can find ways to take care of yourself because that's what you're going to have to deal with every day. It, trying to buy self care 
you're it's you're failing right from the start if that's the goal. If you think yeah. you can do that, it's not it's definitely not going to happen. Honestly, um, if any of these wellness companies or fucking influencers like gave a real shit like any yeah. part of like if they gave a shit about any part of the wellness industry, they would be promoting things around community, around connection, yes. around uh, actual like uh, responsibility for things like your mental health, things like mm-hmm. financial responsibility, things that are ultimately not super like uh, pretty to look at and not really like glamorous and sexy, but things that are really meaningful. And things yeah. that you can really cut your teeth on, like yes. as far as like actual caring about yourself goes. Yeah, one hundred percent. So in the in one of the articles that uh, I used as I was uh, researching this, um, the article pointed out that it's important to recognize that what one person considers to be rewarding self care pursuit may be considered a chore to another person. And I wanted to point that out because you know. Self-care looks different to everybody. And and I think if, you know, if you're doing something that you're like, well, self-care, but I really don't like doing this. It it doesn't mean you're not good at self-care or you're doing it wrong. It might just be that that isn't the same for you. Uh, And this person in the article who's a psychiatrist says she recommends considering activities that include either pleasure, mastery, or a combination of both. This is part of the direct quote. So common activities that might bring pleasure are listening to music or playing with your dog or dancing around the house. These are things that, you know, if you have a dog, playing with your dog does not cost you money. No. Um, you don't need a special outfit to do it. It doesn't need to be on Instagram, though if you felt like taking a selfie, go for it. But that is one example of things that bring you pleasure. You know, listening to music. If you if you have a device that plays music, you almost certainly do, just in day-to-day life. Pick music that you like. Listen to something that makes you feel good about yourself or makes you feel happy or, you know, it helps you drown out the day. And then she mentions mastery. So mastery activities are those that give you a sense of achievement. Um, and the examples that she cited are organizing your closet or getting a handle on personal finances. Again, neither of which of those are sexy in the slightest. No. But by taking on a project like that, organizing your closet as an example, and going through and, you know, kind of cataloging and making things more accessible, at the end, when you are done doing that, you have that feeling of satisfaction that you set out to do something and you completed it. And it wasn't a big project. It wasn't building a company. It wasn't, you know, it was as simple as organizing something in your home to make your life easier. But you get that feeling of achievement. And, you know, that's part of self-care. One, it's taking care of your surroundings. Uh, your surroundings affect yourself, your mindset. And so, you know, working on, you know, keeping your house tidy or organized. That can be a huge help. Handling personal finances was another example that they gave. Um, Personal finances are often a huge cause of stress and anxiety. And so when people think self-care, they definitely are not thinking personal finance. Um, But if again, getting a handle on your personal finances, if at the end of the day, you spend some time doing that and you feel a little more confident of, okay, I I have a plan to pay off this credit card or this debt. Maybe you don't need that weighted blanket to sleep at night and maybe the peace of mind of knowing you have a plan solves your problem or at least mitigates it. At least Um, alleviates some of it. Right. That's just from one of the articles and, you know, there are a bunch of others, but I I thought those were good examples because these aren't sexy things you're going to see out out in the world. And they certainly won't be, if they are posted, they won't be hashtag self-care, but they very much are like your, your financial situation is going to be due your whole life 
You're going to, it's a yeah. thing you have to learn at some point. Um, yeah. so learning it now is only helping, you know, yourself in the present, but future you as well. The more time you spend figuring it out, the less time you'll spend worrying about it and feeling stressed about it. Um, and that's mental health right there. Taking care of yourself. The amount of mental stress and anxiety you put into avoiding something like that versus the satisfaction you can get from getting a handle on it uh, is huge. It's um, tremendous. It's tremendous. Yeah. And and not just the feeling of success of having completed this thing that you, you might be so nervous to do to begin with, but yeah. also the sense that you are actively being in control of something in your life. You're not just reacting to mm. things. You are taking the bull by the horns and you are deciding what your fate is going to be. There is tremendous power that comes from being intentional about your actions. And so that's kind of what we wanted to highlight for everyone. That, you know, these self-care choices you make, the ones that will serve you best often cost you nothing. To wrap up on the yeah. modification of the wellness and <laughs> knowing yes. that there are several other issues to talk about uh, so with many. self-care and acknowledging that we, we haven't touched on those broader things, but we will at a later date. Yes. Uh, today, we wanted to talk about this in specific. Um, if you want to share our socials? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Particular Women. I share our articles that we use from research there. So if you want to do your own research or use the links from there as a, a starting place, you can find them there. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at These Particular Women. Um, we kind of keep you up to date on what's going on there. New episode uh, drops. Uh, and we have a few projects launching this month. Um, so keep an eye out in that space on either platform to get an idea of you know how how you can join this conversation, not just this one, but all the conversations we have. Um, we always, we always like the feedback we get from you guys, which is, is, has been great. And it always gives us extra things to think about as well. Uh, and we try it's to a incorporate a huge smile on our face, as huge well. smile on our face. <laughs> we, we love hearing. So I just listened to the pod. Um, one of my favorite things to hear from people, especially when I read it in a text message, which I find super funny. Amazing. Um, but yeah, so follow us on both those places. We've got some big launches coming up in, uh, in this month keep looking in the space and uh thanks for supporting us thank you yeah. so much and thanks for talking to me about this Ali. thanks for talking about this it was wonderful i'll talk to you soon bye bye